Welcome to the SDA Housing Podcast, brought to you by NDIS Property Australia. Before starting this episode, we need to provide a general disclaimer. Information contained in this podcast is general in nature only. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular person. You need to consider your financial situation and needs before making any decisions based on the information in this podcast. And you should consider seeking independent and professional advice for your personal circumstances. All right, let's begin. Hi, everyone. I hope everyone's doing all right. I'm Erin, and I'm one of the staff at NDIS Property Australia. I'm here today with Matt from the office, and we're going to do a special episode about stock supply for land around Australia for the NDIS. Tell us a bit about yourself, Matt. Yeah, so my name is Matthew. I'm one of our investor relationships managers here at NDIS Property Australia. So It's my job to handle customer inquiries and working with investors to find the right NDIS property to meet their needs and their circumstances. So just a quick update to where we're at in terms of uh, the current stock and pipeline expected for the coming months. Um, It's been an incredible tough start to the year um, as stock levels remain extremely tight and registrations uh, have been blown out further than expected, which is leading to obviously longer completion times. So this is relevant to all stock all around Australia, both NDIS and non-NDIS stock for investors. So what do you think like some of the causes of tight stock levels and the blowing out of registrations and everything like that has been? So I think uh, the building industry is is still very uh, challenged with the price rises for both land prices and construction construction costs. We've seen this easing uh, compared to last year. I feel like the end of last year, there was particularly presented particular difficulties and unforeseen price rises. Do you think that would be like in terms of COVID and everything? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, So developers, I feel like are still in favor of selling to owner occupiers. We believe this is, will continue to be uh, as, as it is at the moment for the immediate future and in the coming, say, three to six months before we start to see kind of more uh, investors returning and more allocations available in terms of land for investors. Yeah. So our view is that around May and June, we might see a decline in, in home buyers, particularly people, say, if you're investing in Queensland, who might be investing up north or buying a you know a new house if they're, if they're relocating due to COVID. So in that um, when that occurs, there'll be obviously more land and more choice available and larger allocations for investors. Where do you see like the most, for lack of a better word, popular areas like would be for investing? Yeah, at the moment, I'd say Townsville, Mackay, Toowoomba, Melbourne and Perth all stand out to me as being um, very hot markets for NDIS properties. But yeah, in, in the case that you can't find land in these areas or just where you do want to invest, uh, my, my suggestion is to try to secure land directly from land developers um, or look for blocks of land um, that are in the marketplace and the areas that you're hoping to invest in for the NDIS. And obviously, you can bring that land over to us and we can package up an SDA home that suits uh, the demand in that area and the block itself, what can be built on that block. So we've had over 100 EOIs um, over the last, with the, that's an expression of interest for anyone who's wondering out there. Over, yeah, over the last 12 months, we've, been, we've had about 100 uh, expression of interests on behalf of our clients uh, for investors and 
about 65% of them have actually gone down that path um, of eventually buying, a, building a house on a block that they had building an NDIS house. So that is a very viable uh, strategy to enter the NDIS property market. And another option also to consider is the knockdown rebuild approach. Just to clarify, what is exactly the knockdown rebuild approach? So that's essentially uh, where you'd you'd have a block of land with maybe an existing old house on it, and you'd simply knock it down and you'd build a new NDIS property, which delivers far superior incomes. So that would be the, the goal there. And that's uh, an effective uh, means to build an SDA property in a high demand area, particularly if there's low supply of land in that area. And being able to choose the right location without limits on land releases, because the land release times and registrations uh, have been yeah, blowing out, as Erin mentioned earlier. Um, so being able to do that, obviously, you know, that can give you some kind of first mover advantage and allows you to enter the market. Yeah, because what, what is like the current registration time as well? Like three Yes, it would be about three to six months. Yeah. 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 And then VA for another month. Yeah. And, and that, that time kind of that's spent even outside of the build time can be long for a lot of investors. So how should investors go about or like what would be their best route for like registering and securing land? So I would say that uh, generally it would be best to do to register with the developer and to go on a waiting list uh, for land lots and to purchase. Because most of our most of our builders will have uh, land which becomes available. So obviously in new new estates, that sort of thing, and you can obviously be ahead of the game and re- uh, find out exactly when that land becomes available. So we do have some stock in some regional areas, like in Queensland and Victoria, which we would suggest that potential buyers uh, have a look at because there'll be a lot of regional opportunities coming up soon, and particularly. In New South Wales and Victoria, in a month or so, I've, I feel like given the current market, there'll be a lot of opportunities for new land in those areas. Do you mean like in the current market being that those areas are growing, they're expanding, like they're becoming more? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So the growth in those areas is, is enormous and it's showing no signs of slowing at this point. So there's a lot of infrastructure development, there's employment, there's uh, obviously lifestyle uh, options are coming into those areas and there's affordability which are obviously key factors in those areas which are driving growth. Um, so these all sound extremely good, but they're good from a non-NDIS perspective as well. So this is a this is a good indicator, obviously, to a, a property investor in terms of potential growth for these areas and uh, potential opportunities for NDIS investments. So in terms of, we obviously touched on like the current stock and everything and how there's a lot of restrictions going on. With more and more people moving from places like Sydney and Melbourne and like more places down the southern side of Australia, they're moving up to Queensland. What do you think this would say, like, what do you think this means for the property market in Queensland? As I touched on before, there's just, you know, obviously there's going to be a housing shortage and it's real and it's here to stay. And our population is growing faster due to obviously, you know, we're not building as fast as we were pre-COVID. There's going to be shortages and we're where our population is growing at this stage faster than we can develop property. So with interstate migration being the main reason to date, and it's only kind of the property market in in Queensland, it's looking like it's prepped for a prolonged shortage of housing for many years to come. Yeah, okay. So coupled with obviously international migration, which is set to, you know, obviously start up again soon, and student visas, you know, the, the 
fundamentals, I suppose, for investing in both the NDIS and the regular property market in Queensland have never been better. Actually, I'm pretty sure they're opening up the borders to international students again, starting from this semester, which is yep. next week. Semester one starts next week. So, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so yep. a lot of international people are definitely going to be coming up. Thanks, Matt. It was a very detailed summary of you know the state of play with SDA housing opportunities and where we are and what we're working on in the office. Just remember that we are continually working on two or three new episodes of our podcast every week. So be sure to tune in and listen. I think we're releasing one every week or something like that. And we're going to have different speakers, different topics. And if any of our listeners would like us to cover like a particular topic that maybe we haven't touched on or you're just wanting more information on, we'd be keen to hear that in your feedback so we can make this podcast more interesting, more engaging for everyone to listen to. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure you are subscribed and following us so you can keep in the loop with all of our upcoming episodes. We would really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating, a written review, and to share this podcast with those that could benefit. Until next time, catch you on the next episode.